0: isn't that lying whenever we say we're healed and we still have symptoms? Aren't we telling a lie whenever we say we're doing better, but in reality we're getting worse? Well, you know, it just really depends on if you're going to listen to God or if you're going to listen to the devil and his crap. Let's turn tonight to the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 49. And maybe you'll get an understanding of <clears throat> what I'm talking about. Luke, chapter 8, verse 49. While he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, thy daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Fear not. Believe only. Or we could turn it around and say, Only believe. Believe only. And the word believe is the Greek word pastio. Which means, I jotted this down before I come out of the office there, think to be true, place confidence in, or be committed unto. So that's what believe means. Nothing about feeling, nothing about seeing, nothing about any of that. But think to be true, place confidence in, be committed to. So Now, you can imagine now the Lord Jesus is going exactly opposite of the way this messenger said. Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. Sozo, to save, keep safe and sound. Restore to health. Now, the messenger is saying one thing. Jesus is saying something different. Now the messenger said she's dead, don't even bother the man anymore. But Jesus said, fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept. And bewailed her, but he said, "Weep, not. She is not dead." Now, is there a problem here? Everybody else said she was. Now uh, you know enough about the custom to know that they hired professional mourners to come. This is what they've done for a living. I imagine they could put on the dog, wouldn't you? Woo! Boy, you talking about wailing and moaning. Whoever wailed the loudest got the best pay. Man, you talking about getting with it. They would wail and moan. Wouldn't that be a sad profession to have? So when he came into the house, and he suffered no man to go in say, Peter, James, and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden, and all wept and bewailed. So they're not just weeping, but they are bewailing. But he said, weep not. She is not dead, but sleepeth. Now for those of you that have lost loved ones, whether in the last three weeks or the last 30 years or 40, And their children of God, they are not dead. But the body is just in a place of sleep, but not the soul. How many loves his word tonight? Let's just bow our heads. Lord Jesus, we know if we speak your words, no doubt, we will be as misunderstood as you were when you were here. I imagine that the people, they didn't know what to think when you said these things. We don't want to be foolish, Lord. We don't want to make ourselves odd and different and strange, but we want to say what you say. And we want to be in the spirit of truth, I pray you would speak to us tonight from this instance that happened so many, many years ago. But we stand here tonight, Father, with as many needs as this poor man did when his daughter was sick. and We believe that you're just as mindful of us tonight. Won't you come this way, Lord Jesus? Minister to your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, you may be seated. So what was the reaction of these people? Let's continue to read. Verse 53. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. They laughed him to scorn. Now it shows you that they were professional mourners. Because they could go from wailing and mourning and lamenting. And in a moment they changed. Now how could you be so emotionally distraught from your emotions. And go from this type of crying into this type of laughter. So they were... Actors, for the most part. Now, the servants, the neighbors, the relations, they also had pipers, which played professional morning music, not M-O-R-N-I-N-G, but M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. So every class and category begin to ridicule and make fun of the Lord Jesus. And they laughed him to scorn. The prophet actually said in reading this, whenever he took this for his text of proving his word in Los Angeles, he said that they actually, when they did this, that it was like it embarrassed the Lord Jesus. And like his face got red. That shows us how much of a mortal that he was. So they held him in contempt and derision. They already heard that the man was crazy. Now they're convinced. He's an absolute imbecile. There's no breath. There's no heartbeat. There's no life. There's no movement. They placed their fingers on her neck, on her pulse. They held maybe a mirror up to her nose. There was nothing. They knew she was dead. By now, they had already washed her body, began to anoint her with spices. Now remember, they did not keep them up the way we do for a couple of days for a funeral. But they took them immediately. When she died, they started preparation. So they would wash the body and the waiting for the father to come back and see her already the grave is dug. Kind of a waste of time, but this is what they did. So the Lord Jesus, in announcing this now to this secret believer, this is what he was, and he simply told him, believe only, and your daughter will be made whole. Now what we've been speaking about on Wednesday night for several services is getting into the spirit. Now there is a spirit of the world and there is a spirit of the word. There is a spirit of sadness and there is a spirit of joy. There is a spirit of bondage and a spirit of deliverance. There is a spirit of Laodicea and there's a spirit of the rapture there's a spirit of sadness we can feel it all around us of bereavement and sorrow but there's also a spirit of revival and restoration so you know really it's going to depend upon which of these we allow ourselves to be under the influence of Saints of God will cry when our loved ones pass. We will weep. We will mourn. We will feel that sadness. And the Lord does not get upset at us. There's something wrong with us if we don't cry, if we don't feel that sadness. But also believe that the Lord, if we will tap into that spirit that the Bible says the God of all comfort, who will comfort us. So I believe myself there is a spirit of comfort that God wants to bring to those of us who have lost friends and loved ones, and we certainly have. But I also believe that there is a spirit of the word. Now, I don't want to just know the letter. I don't want to just know the theological part of the word, but I actually myself, I want to be in the spirit of the word. So when God says something, that I'm able to tap in to the spirit of the word, which will illuminate my heart to the promise of what he had to say. Now, the the servant said the maid was dead. The rest of the people said she was dead. But Jesus said, if you'll believe, she will be restored. Now I'd like for you to go with me down into the regions of the lost. We want to go beyond Hades and Sheol, the place of the dead. We want to go into the domain where death, and death, if you've ever looked at it through the scripture, death is reckoned and talked about and addressed as if he is a person. He is one who has jurisdiction to all who break the womb. He is one to whom mankind has feared ever since the fall in the Garden of Eden. He is one that kings tremble before. Great man, whether they are poor, whether they are mighty, really doesn't matter. Death winds up getting them all. But I wonder what death thought and what death began to ponder over when death heard the Lord Jesus say, this little girl is not dead. Now, I wonder myself if death didn't grab his nerve pills, because you see, Jesus had already been breaking the cycle of death, which seemed impossible to break. I wonder if death kind of huddled close to his master and asked for a little bit of, my, backup. Because by now in the book of Luke, when this is written, also in the book of Matthew, death and sickness and disease had already come in personal contact with the resurrection and the life. But now we have what the Lord Jesus says versus what the pipers say, what the family said, no doubt the family doctor was there. The grave diggers had probably already dug the grave or this was a rich man so maybe already had her, her tomb hewed out in a rock and they were getting ready for her But now the Lord Jesus is saying something absolutely opposite of what everybody else is going to say. But what is the mother and father going to say? I ask you tonight. Your doctor may have a bad report. Your doctor may say, I cannot do one more thing for you. You may go to this specialist and that specialist and another specialist and they may they, they may do CT scans and MRIs and they may do every scan and every test they know to do and every one of them comes back, and they show you the growth or the tumor or the abnormality or whatever more but God may say to you by my stripes you are healed. Now which report Are you going to believe? Not only an x-ray or a CT scan or an MRI, but the pain sometimes that you bear in your body can be a worse thing for you to fight than any CT scan because most of us that are not medically minded we could look right at a lot of it and not even know what it means no how because you know it's enough about matter to know that many times doctors look at it and they don't even know for sure they have to have a second opinion and we've seen enough happen right here in our church to be able to know that they do one one week and two weeks later they do another and whatever was there on the second one the first one wasn't there on the second one so let me just remind you, a CT scan is not an absolute. As long as you have got an absolute in your soul, CT scans, MRIs can be changed. From one to the other, from one day to the other, they can be modified by the power of our resurrected Lord Jesus. Oh my. Now it seems like what an odd and peculiar saying that Jesus has now come in the middle. Of this that they're getting ready to do and they've done got the songs picked out and they've done got the speaker lined out for the funeral and they've done got the burial lined out and they've got the meal prepared and the Lord Jesus come right in the middle of this funeral and said, y'all ain't gonna have a funeral today. Well, you imagine them people looking at him and said, what kind of a man is this? I heard that this man was really strange because I remember they believed that he was an illegitimate child and then the stigma of their mind was that there was something really odd and peculiar about folks that were born out of wedlock anyway and they'd heard he was crazy. They'd heard that he'd say things like, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood and said all kinds of weird things. Now, here he is telling me poor people that this little girl of theirs is not dead notice in verse 54 and he put them all out you know it's time for him and death to have a private meeting he put them all out and took her by the hand and called saying saying made arise now remember jesus said the girl is not dead now he's got to prove his word praise god i said now he's got to prove his word Now they said she was dead. The doctor said she was dead. Well, the doctor can probably say, sir, I I disagree with you. Out of all respect to your office and whoever more that you are, there's no heart rate, there's no blood pressure, there's no respiration at all. This and that and the other, the doctor could prove that as far as he knew. But the Lord Jesus knew of another land. Now he knew that this little girl's soul had just an hour or two prior to this had left her body and her spirit went out into the spirit land. Now the doctor, of course, does not have a CT scan for a soul. The doctor does not have an MRI for the spirit. Even if they would be able to see it go out of the body, they do not have the ability to reach out and grab a hold of the soul and the spirit and put it back together. Now remember the prophet tells us that when you die, your spirit breaks up. And your soul goes back into the hands of him who gave it. So what is death? The dissolution of the triunity of the human being. Your soul, your spirit, and your body. And death is only the dissolving and the separating of those realms. And then it allows rigor mortis to begin to set into the body. But here was the resurrection and the life that not only had the power To heal the body and raise it from the dead but go out there and grab a hold of her spirit and also captivate her soul by one word of God and command them to come back and enter into her flesh. All glory. Notice verse 55, and her spirit came again, and she arose straightway, and he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished. But he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. Now you see what the Lord Jesus was doing was proving his word. But he could only prove these portions of his word once he was able to find believers that would take his word for what it was. But it must be more than just an intellectual conception. Well maybe God. God can, perhaps God could do that. It must be something more than that. Most Christians believe maybe that God could do it. That's not really the question. The question is, will he do it for you? Oh yeah, I know God can do this, and God can do that, but I've asked, and I've asked. No, that's the thing is, you must be able to accept and believe that God will hear your prayers when you pray. Is that right? So now, I'm sure that we have many, many needs tonight. I know Brother Eugene is there in the back, probably the worst one as far as his condition in the church, but even Brother Eugene, as bad as he is, he's still breathing. His heart is still pumping, his blood pressure, his respiration. So we have here an instance in the Bible tonight that there's none of us here that is bad as that little girl was. But yet the Lord Jesus spoke his word, but he must have believers that will be able to unite with his word in order that his word can be fulfilled. Now if you don't misunderstand me, but when God speaks a word that is co-joined into the work of humanity, it takes humans aligning themselves with the spoken word of God in order to bring that word to pass. Don't you understand why that the message of the hour is not complete without human beings to believe this message? What good would it do for God to send this prophet to the earth and just record all of the 1100 sermons that we have unless there would be human beings on the earth that would be able to take that word, believe that word, manifest that word, so believers are what makes the word live and God will prove His word by His believing children. So we just don't want to be able to quote the word by memory and say well I believe every word of it. But we want God to be able to take our lives and prove His word by us. Well come on now. I don't mind telling you I've seen the Lord God prove His word by my life. But I don't want that just to be a memory, a past tense. I want Him to take my life, how much ever long I have, and be able to prove His Word through me tomorrow, the next day, next week, next week, the next week, until I draw my very last breath. Anybody with me tonight? Don't you want God to be able to take you as a believer and God be able to take you and His Word and align you together and make you as a believer fulfill His promise? All thank the Lord. Now let's switch over. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Notice this now. Her parents were the reciprocating part of the promise that must be aligned to what the Lord Jesus said. Now, he's already spoken that if you'll only believe that she will be whole, which is restored. Watch this in proving his word. If his children will only take his word, he can prove it by you. You see, friends, whenever we just want to emphasize the value and the importance of Brother Branham, we are so taking away from the promise of God. Yes, Brother Branham had his part, but Brother Branham has delivered to us the message of the hour, but the Lord God wants people on the face of the earth tonight by which he can take them and prove his message. Now listen to me, Noah in his day could prove God could use his life to prove the word of that day. But God could not use Enoch to be able to prove a message about an ark. And God could not use Noah To prove a message by a rapture Many of our believing saints Have gone by the way of the grave And God will not use them To fulfill the scripture We which are alive and remain But God will use them To fulfill the portion of the word That said those that are dead in Christ Will God bring with him when he comes But there's another part of the rapture That must be fulfilled And how's God? going to fulfill it he will fulfill it by those of us that are alive and remaining Amen. and those of us are alive and remaining shall be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye I believe with all of my heart tonight that there are people sitting in this building that God will prove the scriptures of the resurrection by you it's not just by the prophet standing up and prophesying saying there will be a rapture there Will be a rapture. That's the promise of the word, saying that there will be. That's what Paul told the first church. Hey, but there's going to be a group of people on the face of the earth one day, and they'll get up. My, they'll start out their day as any other day. Little do they know it is their last day of mortality, it is their last day of trouble, it is their last day of heartaches. Thank God they'll never, ever, ever deal with any more problems in this life, and God. God will prove the scriptures of the rapture by your life. Oh, thank God. Notice if his children will only take his word. See, he can prove it by you. That's the only way he can prove his word. Well, God said, I'm gonna have somebody in the last day that's gonna do thus and so and thus and so. I wanna be one of them that'll do it. I'm gonna be a believer, oh yes, it'll come on the last days, people will fall away. That ain't me. Come on, Happy Valley. Well, people's gonna leave the word, that ain't me. I'm not fulfilling that word. Somebody's going to, but my name is not on that scripture. But he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. That's me. Amen. Blessed are they that overcome, for I will grant for them to sit with me in my throne, as I have overcome and sat down with my Father in his throne. That's me. Who's gonna prove that? It ain't gonna be angels. It's not gonna be the great cherubims of God. God, it's gonna be mortals that's gonna press through time and they're gonna press through trouble and they're gonna press through sickness and difficulty and God will take their lives and prove his word. Praise God this, he said, he doesn't prove it to unbelievers. They can't be proved. They're unbelievers. It's not to unbelievers. It's not for unbelievers. It's to him that believe. And if he can find somebody who will believe his word, he will prove his word by you. Amen. Oh, my brother Donnie, I'm a housewife. I'm, I'm this and that and that. That don't make no difference as far as that position is goes. You are a believer. You're a son and daughter of God. The daughters of God have just as much right to prove the word of God as men do. Well come on, it ain't going to be us men that's going to prove the scriptures pertaining to the women in the last days when the daughter of Zion will not be like the rest of the world. There's scripture setting right here tonight that's going to fulfill the prophecies of the word of God that the daughters of Zion will not compromise. They'll not walk around like the rest of the world painted face And makeup and tinkling their heels and mini skirts on. Come on, somebody. But what are they going to do? God will prove His word by them. And they're not doing it because they're scared to death of the preacher. They're not doing it because they're scared to death of the deacons. They're doing it because they love the Lord Jesus so much and they want to walk in harmony. Oh, hallelujah. They want to walk in harmony of His word and God will prove His word by them oh my thank you Lord he will prove his word by you and sometimes sickness and things happen to us that way that God can prove himself hallelujah I know there's folks here sick tonight and got needs maybe God wants to prove himself through your life who will trust him who will trust him who will believe him No matter what your symptoms are. No matter what the doctor said. Well, we give up hope. We give up this. They may give up hope on you, but don't you give up hope on God. Amen. Amen. I'd keep believing my, my, I'd keep believing right down to my last breath. Well, you say, what if I believe God and he wants to take me? Then you were faithful right up to the very last breath. You still believe God and you walked out of this world with your faith and your soul and in your heart. Look, a believer cannot lose. You are a winner. Either way, if God heals you and raises you up, he's proven his word. If God takes you, he's proving his word. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. When God's child of God dies, what does God do? He proves that scripture over and over and over again. Oh, you said death God and death never done no such a thing. All death is is just a taxi and a believer stands there on the brink of mortality in the breach, that's where you're standing when you're getting ready to die. A believer stands right on the very breach and he's fixing to cross over from time into eternity and all he does is stand there, taxi, and here comes death and you step inside of that taxi and in a moment, faster than you can blink your eye, you step out on the other side in a brand new body without trouble, without heartache, without sorrow. My sometimes sickness and things happen to us that way. That God can prove Himself. Do you remember the blind man that Jesus found? And they said, Who sinned? He or his father or his mother? And he said, In this case, neither. That the works of God might be known. See it happen to the boy so that Jesus could be glorified. Are we willing to submit our bodies to that if God said, now I want somebody that can be tried. I want somebody and I'm gonna let the devil attack you, but don't worry, fear not. I'll be with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Fear not, but believe. But remember, he's got to prove his word so they shall lay their hands on the, well, The sick, well praise the Lord. No, I'm not asking you to sign up for sickness, don't worry, you won't have to sign up, it'll come anyway. Whether it's in the form of flu or cold or COVID or whatever more, all of us are gonna deal with something. But remember, whenever you get in there, don't get all fretting and all tore up and all worried, but remember, my life is in his hands. If he, oh my, if he takes me, I'm a winner. If he heals me, I'm a winner. I'm fulfilling his word either way. Every day you live in this life. You're obeying God's word. You are a victor. You're an overcomer. If you come right down to it, oh, I've got to die. I've got to go. Well, if that's his will, then the prophet of God said his yeses are my, His noes are just as much of us as his yeses. And sometimes we pray, oh, God, do this and do that. And God said, nope, it's not my will. I'm going to do it this way. A real child of God, what do we do? We'll cry, oh, my, we'll soul feel. Soul mold left out and all of that but when it's all said and done we still say God I trust you I don't understand why this happened I don't understand why you let this go on Lord but I trust you you know what you're doing you're trusting him you're fulfilling his word God wants somebody to be like Job the Lord gives and the Lord took away blessed be the name of the Lord I'm gonna serve him when he blesses me I'm gonna serve him when I ain't got no money I'm gonna serve him when hell is ready. I want to serve him when I'm singing. I'm up on top of the mountain, whether it comes or whether it goes. In the midnight hours I'm going to praise him. Only in the morning I'm going to praise him. When the devil says I'm crazy and people say I'm crazy, I want to serve him. I want to praise him. My, sometimes sickness is not a curse, it's a blessing. Wow, that kind of wrinkles us a little bit, don't it? Sometimes it's not a curse, it's a blessing. That we can stick, stick our faith out there and cause those things which are not as though they were. Amen. So, in other words, you're saying something that's going to make you look like you're out of your mind. You're seeing things by faith that your senses cannot declare. Oh, now you're Abraham's children. Because right. those things were not as though they were. Yes, sir. Amen. My God said so, and He'll prove it so if you just not weaken under the test, of friend, this is where we get sometimes. We get weak, and we get scared. My, when the trial comes, and it comes so difficult, and it becomes so hard, and we're thinking, oh, God, don't leave me. Please, Lord, don't leave me. You know as well as I know. As long as we can feel him and know that he's around us, we can face anything. But he wants to try you himself. He wants to get you out right in the middle of the trial, and then he'll back off from you like. It's like you can't feel him, and you can't find him, but you still gotta take his word. You gotta be like Job. I know, my redeemer lives. I know I've appropriated the right faith and the sacrifice. He cannot leave me. He cannot forsake me. He cannot do it. don't feel him, I look to the east and he's not there, I look to the west and he's not there, the north and the south I can't find him, I pray and he won't answer me, I read the Bible and I get nothing out of it, I listen to tapes and seem like I can't find him nowhere but I'm still going to serve him I read the Bible today and I didn't get nothing but I'm going to read it again tomorrow and I'm going to read it again on Friday and again on Saturday, I come to church on Sunday and I didn't get nothing I come back on Wednesday, I still didn't get nothing but Lord willing Sunday morning I'll be right there again and I'll be right there again on Wednesday and on Sunday. Why? Because I know my Redeemer lives. What's God doing? God is proving you. Oh hallelujah. and proving his word through you. Oh the prophet said he could prove Job one time that he wouldn't curse him to his face. God said he wouldn't. Now he's got to prove that word. And he can't prove it by Moses. He can't prove it by Elijah. He said it about Job. And Job's the only one on the earth that he can take to prove it. So what if God said about you? Or you or you. I'm going to allow this to happen and this to come and this to attack and this to be this way. But I know her. She will trust me. Now, God's done said this about you. He can't even call angels to fulfill a word about you. You're the only one that can do it. Well, you said that sure is a lot on us. Well, don't worry. He knows exactly how to make all this work out. Notice this. He says, down in the jaws of death... Yet he said, the Lord gave, the Lord taken away, blessed be the name of the Lord. He certainly believed it. God proved his word to Job. He proved it to Abraham. He proved it so. Joshua and Caleb said, we're more than able to take it. Why, God had given it to them. No matter how big the giants were, the obstacle meant nothing to them. God had said so. And God proved it by them. Now friend, this is more than just intellectually believing it. Yes, yes, yes. I believe that. I believe that. But it's whenever the spirit of the word so comes inside of you and I, even when our mind tries to comprehend God, why? I don't understand. I don't understand. Boy, when we go to asking question, that's a devil's play. Oh, he loves to get in our mind and play tricks on us and go to telling us all kinds of things. But you have to come back with this and say, whether I understand it or not, the Lord God is perfect. Yeah. My father makes no mistakes. And you've heard He said many, many times, when I don't understand his will, I trust his heart. When I cannot make sense out of what's going on, I'll throw that right back in the devil's face. My father is perfect. My father makes no mistakes. How are we going to get through it? I'll tell you how we'll get through it. Just like the predecessors before us. I read it to Carol the other day where the prophet said in 1951, God, you have broken my heart over and over again. But I thank you for it. You've broken my heart over and over. Oh, how the will of God can be so painful sometimes. I must experience the painful will of God. My heart notices God uses such simple methods. It's so, the simplicity of it, what makes it God to me We're always trying to find some great something, going to do something, and some great organization is going to take the whole thing and clear it all out. My, my. When God takes a simple person, just one man that he can hold in his hands, and he'll prove every word that he said by it. Don't you see what God done was our prophet in this day? Scriptures that lay in God's word for hundreds of years that had not been proven, and God took one little sim- simple Kentuckian. My, amen. And what did he start doing? Proving his word by that simple little man. Well now remember, that little man is not Hebrews 13.8, but the Lord Jesus is Hebrews 13.8. So what are we to do? To take, try to be Brother Branham? Of course not. There's only one of Brother Branham. But we want to be the followers of this message. And if there's one thing that he wanted to project to us, it was Hebrews 13, 8, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is not dead, but he is alive. Yes. Now, we just point back, point back to the 50s, to the 60s, and point back, point back. Friends, we're living in the past. I don't want to just point back. Thank God for what God did there. I want to tell you today, right now, here tonight on Wednesday night, you don't have to wait till Sunday morning to see if he's the same. If our faith can rise to that level right here tonight, and you can say, God, prove your word by me. I believe you, Lord. i take you at your word. Hallelujah. You cannot lie. Amen. Oh, my Notice this, he'll prove every word that he said by. Take such simple little methods, sound a trumpet, not dig out the wall, but sound a trumpet. You imagine the spirit of God giving them direction. Now, when you get up, there, I want you to just march around the walls of Jericho on the first day, one time, you know, second on down, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seven. And what, what about, what about uh, uh, cranes and bulldozers and dynamite and all this stuff? Say, so no, you ain't gonna need none of that. Well, what about our swords and our shields? No, you ain't gonna need none of that either right now. You just march around the walls of Jericho. Then on the last day, when all seven seals are open and the shout comes among the people, then I want you to shout with all of your might and I'm gonna do something that you ain't never seen before. What did God do? Proved his word by them. Remember when Joshua was out there praying and he was walking around, the prophet said he was surveying the walls and looking at how high they were and how deep they were and all of a sudden a man met him. And when Joshua looked at him, He drew his sword and he said, are you for us or for our enemy? He said, I'm the captain of the Lord's host. (laughs) Woo! Boy, you want to have that guy around you, don't you, when you're facing the wall of Jericho? And what did he do? He said, by this, you will do this and this and this. Now the word has been spoken. And what's God going to do? He calls the Levites to go out with the Ark of the Covenant. And he calls them to blow a trumpet on the seventh day. And then the instruction was, you saints of God, I want you to shout with all of your might and march around them walls of Jericho you imagine when the Spirit of God began to get a hold to that foundation and you know that them walls were so wide and so thick they would have chariot races on the top of them. They were so wide and so deep. But remember there was a little woman in there that believed the word. Amen. And the messenger said, if you'll hang this scarlet thread out the window, we'll prove that God is a redeemer by you. Hallelujah. She was not a Jew, but she was a Gentile, as a matter of fact, she was your type. She was your type, and what did they tell her? Hang that scarlet cord out the window, and whenever we come through, we will spare your life. Now, God's got to prove that word. Hallelujah! the world her house, we're told according to history, her house was up on top of the wall. How in the world did the walls fall down flat and her house remain intact? Well, that's God's business. How in the world, and we're going in a world that's absolutely insane. Oh, Brother Donnie, everybody's going to lose their mind. No, they ain't. There's some people on the earth that are the only ones that's got the right mind. How in the world are we going to do it? Politics is falling down. Our nation is falling down. The world is falling down, but we're not falling down. We're standing upon the word of God. We cannot be moved. He will prove his word by us. Yes, <laughs> Hallelujah. The blast of the trumpet will knock the walls down. How foolish to the carnal mind. But God proved his word was true. And it wasn't by angels, it was humans. You imagine that frequency of that trumpet was so shrill. Now you know, scientists broke into that. I read not long ago where there's having some kind of rock and roll concert out in Los Angeles. And the music was so loud And the bass and everything was so heavy that it caused an earthquake. And they began to research this and find the lower frequencies of the bass guitar and the drums and all that sort of thing, and it actually sent this reverberating shock. Kinda made me wonder about old Paul and Silas. When Paul and Silas were in jail. They begin to sing and shout and worship the Lord and praise God. The Lord must have got pretty happy up there in heaven. He started patting his foot. And a little bit of reverberation began to strike down on the earth, oh my, I wonder what that body change is gonna be like when all of a sudden I'm gonna have an earthquake. I'm gonna have an earthquake and an earth shake and an earth change because the power of God that's blowing the trumpet, what is it? From the sound of the seventh angel's message, we have grabbed a hold to the promise of God and we are not giving in, we are not compromising, we are not giving up, we're going up. We are not giving in to Satan but we are here to torment him and say God will prove his word. God said, it'll come to pass in the last days. says God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Hallelujah. God's gonna take some mortals and prove that word. Wasn't just for Peter and them on the day of Pentecost. But God will have some more preachers that will stand up drunk under the anointing of the Holy Ghost and say, This day, this scripture is fulfilled. God is still filling with the Holy Ghost. God is still baptizing. Hallelujah. The blast of the trumpet will knock the walls down. How foolish to the carnal mind. But God proved... His word was true. For the walls fell down one on the top of the other, and they went straight up and took the city. (laughs) You imagine Rahab and her mom and her daddy and whoever it was that was on the inside, her house must have settled down like a big elevator. Just... Everybody else was screaming and running and hollering, but God proved his word by Rahab. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. Oh, God likes to prove himself to be God. Now, Satan wants to be God, but he can't prove he is. Which makes him an impersonator or an imposter. Oh, I will be like God. Prove it, devil. <laughs> Notice it was by his believers. Amen. Notice this plural. By his believers that he proves his word by. He can only prove his word, not by unbelievers. It's only by the believers that he can prove his word. I want that more than anything in this world. No matter how much the rest of them claim to be, oh, I believe, brother. We'll see if you do. God will prove it so. Cause we look and see others how can we say then see it's by true believers that he proves his word not by those who say they believe and I've made the challenge before and I'll make it again tonight for those who have left the message and said they are in the truth and we are the false ones and we're this and that and the other come and let God prove your truth If you want to lead us out of this, where are you going to lead us into? Yeah, Beer drinking, Cinder-up smoking, bobbed head, painted face, Jezebel. Yeah, we come out of that once, why would we want to go back to that hog pen the way you've done? Well, praise the Lord. If God is with you, then let him speak on your behalf. If you're falsely accusing the prophet of God and say he's a false prophet and the message preachers are false preachers, then let your God, let your God come to the forefront and prove himself. But while we're waiting on you, we'll still keep praying for the sick and casting out devils and healing the sick. Well, come on, somebody. i tell you one thing. I'm not waiting on the devil to come around and say, well, if you let up here, we ain't letting up, Brother Wes." We're riding right the very last, oh my, the last mile of the way. And I don't wanna be pushed in in a wheelchair, but I'm running my last mile home. I wanna go with all the stamina, Brother Larry, all the strength, all the determination, glory to God. That I can have inside of my soul and say, "Lord God, prove your word. Amen. Prove your word. You word says that lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, Prove your word through these hands. Amen. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Prove your words through my prayers. Well, praise the Lord. Or y'all just want to sit around and say, well, maybe somebody, he'll find somebody. That's me. I'm the body he found. You want to sit down and wait on it? You want to sit down? Well, maybe one day, maybe one day. No, no, no. Let, 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 Let today be the day. Oh, hallelujah. No matter how much they claim, oh, I believe, brother, see, if you do, God will prove it so, because we look and see others. How can we say then, see, it's by true believers that he proves his word, not by those who say they believe. But those who really believe, it's by his believing children. Uh Uh-oh. His believing children Listen to this, that he proves his word. Brother West, you think, why would God set it up in such a way that so much of his word is totally dependent on being fulfilled by mere mortals? And especially the last day, the worst day that's ever been on the face of the earth. And God knew it would be so awful. And his prophet would look out there by vision and could not see past 1977. Don't let that stumble, you friends. Brother Branham looked out through there and it was so dark past 1977. He couldn't see no farther. And that's why he said, I predict. He didn't prophesy. Well, come on, say what he said. I predict that the coming of the Lord will be by then. Why? He couldn't see beyond. Do you understand we have been in such gross darkness since 1977 that the prophet couldn't even see beyond it? And yet you're living in this day with a sane mind filled with the Holy Ghost. Got a greater desire to serve the Lord, many of you, than you've ever had in your life. How are you doing it? God is using you to prove his word. Oh, much by his believing children that he proves his word. Now we have the believers. The old crop had died off. The unbelievers, is that all? We can't take it. He let every one of them perish. Why? Every one of them but the believers. Who was left? Moses had been taken to glory, and the unbelievers had perished in the wilderness, and this was their children. There were only two that crossed over, and that was the believers Joshua and Caleb. They was the believers. They was the only ones who crossed over. It's the only way, the only way God can do it is by his believing children. You believe that? You believe that? Happy that? All right, his believers was the one that done it. He used them to cross over to of the original two praise God Caleb by now was an old man praise the Lord you imagine him being faithful to God through all those years He'd go from church service to church service, and then all get together. Well, I don't know if we're going to be able to make it or not. That old devil bless his holy name. He's just wearing me out. I don't know. Pray for me that I'll make it till next Sunday. Pray for me that I can hold on. You imagine Caleb jumping up? And say, "Oh Lord, here he comes." They would never let him lead in testimony service because nobody ever got to testify. Because every time he'd get up and say, "Glory to God." I can still remember the wine running out of my mouth. I can still remember them fresh brooks down in Escal. I can remember them grapes was so big. I said, oh Lord, here we go again. We've heard this story over and over again, yeah? And you're gonna keep on hearing it. Brother Donnie, when are you gonna stop preaching this? When I die or when I go out of my mind? I'm gonna keep on preaching to you that he's a healer. I'm gonna keep on preaching to you that he's a savior. Hallelujah! Do you wanna hear it? Oh, poor old feller. What is that sound? What, 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 what? What in the world? That sounds like it's Caleb's tent. So they go over there and they raise the flap. That big old sword he had 40 years ago was about that long. Now it's about this long, but it sure is sharp on sharpen because one day I ain't dying. I'm gonna see that land. God's prophet told me, I'm going into the land. Oh, can you imagine when it come time for them to go over and he come up to Joshua and said, remember the man of God said, the man of God said, I'm going in this and this and this is my inheritance. And when Cato come in there, he said, I'm just as able today as I was 40 years ago to go out. And also in case you wondered to come back in. And what do we find? There was some big old giants and they fought northward. and when They run the giants out of Caleb's land And by the time they got back Guess what the giants had moved back in You know what that shows me That sometimes when we get victory over something in our life That old giant will try to come right back and move right back into that same old house. But Caleb, you gotta stand your ground and you gotta stand right there and look at them and say the same Lord God that delivered me of cigarettes, the same Lord God that delivered me of filthy habits, the same Lord God wants me to have this land. This is my land, peace is my land, happiness is my land, health is my land. accept this thing that I'm going to be sick every day of my life. I'm going to accept that by his stripes. I am healed. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm not just a survivor. I'm not just barely hanging on. He's already made a way for me. Now remember Caleb was the son of Jephani. A Jethonite, a Gentile, the son of Kenaz And the word Caleb means dog. No true Jew would ever name their young one dog. Couldn't even pay a tithe off of that. Remember how unclean the dog was? But Caleb. Was adopted into the tribe of Judah. He must have been a loud sort of a guy they thought he wouldn't fit in the Levites. He's too proud. You know, the Levites is too orderly and all that sort of thing. Where in the world can we fit this guy? It's evident we can't run him off. We can't freeze him out. We can't burn him up. We can't scorch him enough. We can't choke him down. we got to find a place for this guy. Maybe one of them said what about the tribe of praise? <laughs> what about the tribe of praise? I think, oh glory to God. Hallelujah. I wish some of us would join that tribe tonight. I wish some of us would get out of our old, cold, starchy ways and come over into the tribe of Judah. He's been so good to you. He's been so good to me. My Lord, we've got so much to thank him for, church. He's healed us. He's saved us. He's sanctified us. He's fixing to rapture our bodies. child of the king and God used Caleb to prove his word (sighs) let me close with this one Now, I want you to notice, he does it that way in every age. He does it every time by the same method. He has to take believers. And in order to have believers to meet that word, (laughs) back to one of my favorite doctrines. (laughs) Then in order to have believers to meet that word, he's got to predestinate it to that age. Oh, glory to God. I met a man yesterday over at the new facility over there about some paper towels and this and that and there and we got talking around a little bit and uh, you know you just kind of feeling me out and I was feeling him out a little he dropped a bomb here and I dropped one there and then he mentioned the magic word predestination I said oh I love predestination I preach predestination I believe predestination oh here was a Baptist guy really nice sort of a man and we started standing there talking about the predestinated will of God and about what God and I thought this old boy could tell something some of the message folks and things. But here he was standing there rejoicing. He's talking about COVID and this and that. He said well I'll tell you one thing preacher the way I look at it the devil can't take my life until God somehow." I said that's exactly the way I preach it buddy. That's exactly the way I believe it. I said I do not believe that Satan can take us. My life is in his hands. I said David said my times are in his hands. My moments are in his hands. My hours are in his hands. Oh how many times have the devil threatened that he'd take me or you out of the earth. But God said "Not." so fast, big boy. This is my son. This is my daughter. And you ain't taking them. You ain't taking them. You ain't got no power over their life. They are mine. They belong to me. I predestinated them to be here. (laughs) So here's the simple method. He has to have believers to meet that word, and he's got to predestinate it to that age. You see it? I do. He's got to predestinate this thing to be here to meet the challenge of the age. Now listen how he asks these questions. Did you get it? Did you feel it? Did you see it? Do you understand it? Well, did you get it? Do you feel it? Do you see it, my brother and sister? Do you understand it? The promise of God. He must have believers to fill His word, He must have children that'll stand for His word. Did you see it? Believe it, understand it, children of God. Well, glory, fresh from the original songwriter. My said, "Do you understand it? That's what's happening today. He predestinated it to this by his foreknowledge. When he predestinated in Malachi four, it's got to happen." It was like, I don't believe it. I don't. It don't make one bit of difference. When he came over and predestinates anything to happen in his word, he has to prove his word to be so. When he predestinates anything to happen and says it will happen, he knows that seed will be there just at that time. He's predestinated a bride. She's going to be there. Going to be a rapture. She's going to be there. He predestinates it by his foreknowledge. There's nothing going to stop at. <laughs> prove your word, Lord. Prove your word through me. Oh, I want to be a miracle worker and a sign worker. Just whatever he wants to fulfill in my life. Every day that I live, let me live a godly life. Let me live a Christian life. Not just laying hands on folks, but prove whatever portion of the word you want out of my life. Look, friends, Let me close. Malachi 4 contains more than just Brother Branham's position. God said, behold, I, so Almighty God, is in Malachi 4. Send unto, so you are in Malachi 4. Elijah the prophet. So is God, us, and Elijah. Unstoppable Army. <laughs> now God said that thousands of years ago. And there's people sitting in this building and on the face of the earth tonight around the world. That God is proving his word by. Let's stand Praise God. Don't you want to get into the spirit? Yes, oh, my. Let me just share this with you. If you'd like to look at it later. You can have little consciences and little feelings. It's the greatest battle ever fought. Little sensations and all these things. That has nothing to do with it. That's just little sensations and things. But when it comes to reality, your mind... Opens it up. Your mind either accepts it or rejects it. That's it, friends. God, let none of them miss it. See, it's your mind that opens up the door or closes the door and listens to your conscience, listen to your memory, listen to your affections. But when your mind closes itself through these things and let God, the Spirit of His Word, notice, Brother Jeremy, not just the Word. But the spirit of his word come in. Now listen, what happens? It nicely, calmly, gently. it blows. It blows the rest of the stuff out. Don't you love the theology of a prophet? It blows. The rest of the stuff, that's all it is, stuff. (laughs) This is why Satan don't want our minds stayed on the Lord. This is why he don't want us thinking on the Lord. Because if we let the spirit of the word, accompanied with the word of God itself, get into our mind, what is it? It's like holding up a match to a stick of dynamite. Amen and it blows but Satan said don't do that now you'll be fanatic huh you're like like Donnie Reagan oh Lord you don't want to like him do you dear God no oh no oh no I don't want to be like him my you might be like so and so you might be like so and so oh I wouldn't want to be like that no no I mean just you know I'll just, I'll just be this way no, you know after all can we really believe all that stuff Well, that's what God said so you can believe it if you want to it's up to you totally and all that stuff in your mind, all that clutter, all that nonsense, all that stuff. Let the spirit of his word come in. And he holds it right under the fuse of the word of God. Then the spirit of the word gets in the word. And it blows all your reasoning plumb out on the other side. I mean, it feels like you need a little explosion going on tonight in your mind. It blows the rest of that stuff out. Every doubt is gone. Now, you don't do it nice. Now, Mr. Doubt, uh, really, would you care to leave me alone? Now, Mr. Reasoning and Mr. Understanding, would you care? No, here stands the Holy Ghost. He's getting closer and closer to that stick of dynamite. And fear goes to getting scared. That's what I love when fear gets scared. Amen. Remember, the prophet of God said Satan hates to be exposed. Amen. Listen, friend, when you come to the house of God, that's why some of you, the best sleep you ever had in your life is right here in church. <laughs> and some of you I know you're struggling with them stinking old mask on. I hate them, don't you? I about come to a spot I think that we're going to be identified as migrants. Uh-huh. After all, my, my family comes from Ireland. And some of y'all probably come from Europe. So if we're migrants, the way our government is treating migrants, they can come in across the southern border. They don't have to wear a mask. They don't have to be vaccinated. They don't have to even be tested. But now U.S. citizens do. So I figure that if we're migrants, a migrant is a worker that's moving from one place to another. Yep, that's me, all right. Hallelujah. Then we sat down and we struggle and we struggle. Why? Satan don't want you to get the fire on the stick of your dynamite. It'll blow the fear. It'll blow the trauma. Blow the worry. How do you? Know, how long has it been since some of you just had one hour of peace in your mind? One hour. You're troubled about this and troubled about that. Oh, let the Holy Ghost. Somebody's gonna fulfill this quote. Might as well be me and you, by the way. It might as well be us, Harry. Let the peace of God rule, reign in your hearts. Every doubt is gone. Every fear is gone. Every sensation of doubt. Notice. So doubt actually has sensations. Every sensation of doubt is gone. Every feeling is gone. There's nothing standing in there but the Word of God, and Satan cannot battle against that. No, sir. He cannot battle against that. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus. We bow our heads Father in your presence I ask you tonight that you would Anoint us With the spirit of faith As I heard your prophet say it today Faith is given to us It's given to us It's a revelation Lord they're sick, afflicted People oppressed, people fighting different things in their bodies, in their homes, on their jobs. And Satan may tell them sometimes they're not gonna make it, they'll not pull through this one. May we remind that liar that we are made out of stuff that don't bluff. We are part of that body that mystical body of Jesus Christ that will never be defeated. As you sent Malachi 4 with a message, you predestinated a group of people on the earth to correspond to it. People will come and go, but the bride keeps right on. She's on a chartered course that she did not charter herself. I'm on a course that was preplanned ordained before the foundation of the world. Lord, my mind goes back to not me and Harry a cousin of ours and we was just little boys was going to try to cipher some gas out of a car. And all we was getting was fumes and we started like hallucinating and getting really, really sick and feeling really strange, all of us, because we kept trying to cipher that gas out for a mini bike or a go-kart or something. And I remember laying down in the front seat of that car, Lord. I didn't know what death was, but I thought I was fixing to die because I felt a part of myself that was pulling away from me. Hallelujah. No doubt hell was rejoicing. Same with Harry. Same with the other people here. They could talk about different things that happened in their life. But I was ordained to be a preacher. And Satan couldn't take me. Our mama and daddy come out and they started shaking us and moving us around and telling us if we went to sleep we'd die. We'd never wake up. Oh, it scared us so bad. How many here tonight, Lord, could tell of similar things that happened to them? Hallelujah. No doubt Satan marked our lives and said, "Uh uh-oh, watch them boys. He saved them for a reason. He put a big old target on our back, but that's all right. In our armament, we've got a helmet, we've got a sword, we've got greaves, we've got all those things, a shield, But we ain't got no white flag of surrender. I've looked all through my pack. I've looked all through my rations. I've looked everywhere. And I ain't found no white flag of surrender. And all my armament is for my front, my chest, my face. I ain't got one piece for my back. Because the Lord God don't intend for me to be running from the devil. But his word tells us, submit yourself therefore into the mighty hand of God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Father, God pass this way tonight. Some here need a healing touch. Some, Lord, streaming the service, need a healing touch in their body. Lord, I pray for Brother Tim tonight. You see, he had that surgery lord jesus and we're thankful brother tim Pruitt, on his spine and the doctor said it went well father i'm praying for our brother that you would just let him have a full recovery lord god let it accomplish what they wanted it to be you see he's been losing feeling in his legs and his feet in the name of jesus bring him to a complete recovery lord god you see, our brother Ron Spencer, the needs in his body, this battle, Lord, that he's been engaged in. You see these things that he and I have talked about today. Father, in the name of Jesus, may the Spirit of God go to our brother. Lord, not only them, but those around the world that are standing in need of prayer tonight. Some stream in the service, sick, down, depressed, whatever they have need of. Father, in the name of Jesus, may they catch glimpse that they were being preached to tonight. And they're going to be one of them that's going to receive their healing right here tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. They may be hundreds of miles away from the church, but they're in direct contact with you, Lord, sitting right there in their living room, in their office, wherever they are. May the Spirit of God anoint our faith. May we rise above our symptoms. Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Brother, sing something. Let's pray for Brother Eugene Kennedy tonight. You join with me in prayer. Hallelujah. Dear Hallelujah. Jesus. It's written in your word. They'll lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. We believe what you have said. Lord God, Brother Eugene and I have talked about it time and time again, that he's a winner either way. I can't understand, Lord, this this situation. I don't know of a mortal on the earth that I've prayed for more than brother Eugene I don't understand why he's not already been healed but I don't question you we believe you father you see what a situation that our brother's in tonight one day we'll probably understand and it'll be more clear to us a man that would be willing to come so weak he can't even set up but he wanted to be able to be brought to the house of God. Father, as believing children, we join our faith together in the name of Jesus. Minister to our brother tonight, Lord. We say to Satan, you are not the winner. You are the loser. If our father wants to take our brother, then Satan, you lose. If our father wants to perform a miracle or divine healing, you lose. So he is a winner and you are a loser either way. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch our brother. Lord God, minister to him. I pray tonight, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Anoint him, Lord. I pray for his wife, God. You see faithful standing by him, Lord, ministering to him day in and day out. May you help her as well, Father. We commit our brother to you tonight, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All oh, friends, if a man could come to church in that kind of condition, how ought we to come to the house of God? Oh, some of you probably come and you felt bad. You felt tired. Maybe you had aches and pains and whatever more. But think of a man wanting to come so bad that he wanted to be brought in on a stretcher. Praise God. We believe, don't we? Why? We're believers. We don't have to try. We don't have to try to make ourselves. That's what we are. That's who we are. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's just worship him together as we sing something now. How many wants God to be able to use your life? To be able to fulfill his word. Oh, you ought to be a great person. You ought to be a great theologian. You ought to be some great renowned person. Just a believer. Remember the prophet told us already last week. The more simple you can make it, the greater reality you will have. Remember, it was not the theologians in the days of Jesus that stopped him. It was people like Bartimaeus. Now, if you read this scripture here, this this man comes and he tells the Lord Jesus, my daughter is sick. I just spared you reading so many verses. But when you get time, go back and read the whole setting. But he comes and tells him, my daughter is very, very sick. So Jesus says, "Well, I'll, I'll go, I'll go here. I'll go, I'll go with you." So while he's on his way, a woman came. She suffered many things of physicians, and they could do her no good. So she moved toward the Lord Jesus. Now he's on his way, on his way to touch this daughter, and the prophet of God said she had no scripture to do this, but she reached out and touched the border of his garment. Now there's hundreds of people around him. And Jesus said, who touched me? Simon Peter said, Lord, there's people everywhere. Don't say that. They'll think there's something wrong with you. People everywhere touching. He said, but virtue went from me. And then the woman, when she seen, she could not be hid. She come trembling and told him, I had this issue of blood and I believed if I touched you, I would be made well. The Bible says the issue of blood staunched or stopped. Now her delay, her faith delayed the Lord Jesus. Maybe just long enough for death to visit the house of this priest. So then when Jesus goes back and resumes his journey, now the man comes and says... No needn't bother him. You're too late. But don't you love it? When Jesus went to the tomb of Lazarus and he was four days late and right on time. (laughs) Praise God. If you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, whatever you ask God, God will give it. The prophet said the cogs were moving around, but there was one more little thing. That she lacked. I said I am the resurrection. the la- Oh yes I believe my brother will rise again in the resurrection. She said one more saying that she lacked. I am the resurrection. Yea Lord. And when she said that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where have you laid him? Not theologians. Oh friends no matter how much we think we know we want to have this kind of faith where we can stop the Lord Jesus let's sing the song Harry Touching Jesus I know it's one we've sung for years and years but it's a great song Oh, woman tried so many physicians yet grew worse So to Jesus, she came, and when that crowd tried to restrain her, she whispered, whispered tonight, Brother Eugene, these words, through your pain. Touching Jesus, it's all that really matters. What about your need tonight? Then your life will never be the same. Sing it to him, children. remember praise God they said Jesus could meet my Yet she grew worse So the Dr. Jesus she came Hallelujah And when that crowd tried to stop her and say He ain't got time for you You ain't got no scripture that says you can do this Worship him saints, Lord God. He's healing some of you right now. He's setting you free from that oppressing spirit.
1: A dream one more time hey. Your desire tonight, amen. Did you appreciate the word of the Lord this evening, amen? Let the fire fall, let the fire fall. Let's sing that tonight. Let the fire fall, heal us one and all. Let's sing that tonight, amen. How many believe a little fire fell in here tonight, amen? Amen. Certainly appreciate Brother Donnie pouring out his heart before the Lord tonight. Let's sing this as you're dismissed. Remember service Sunday morning at 11. Oh, Lord, we are the ones called by your name. Oh, we humble ourselves now as we pray.